When you start listening for the Lord's voice, is it possible to know when you're not hearing from the Lord? Absolutely, and the answer is easier than you may think. Howdy and welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today I wanted to talk just briefly about how can we be sure when we're not hearing from the Lord. And that may sound like a funny topic, but knowing when you're not hearing from the Lord can actually bring you a lot of confidence to know when you are hearing from the Lord. In fact, I think it's just as important to know when we're not hearing from the Lord, because there's just many times when our own imaginations, uh, our thought life, and the enemy will get in there and try and intentionally confuse what's going on in our hearts and minds. And it's really important that we know how to discern what's the Lord's voice and what isn't the Lord's voice. And one of the primary ways that we learn how to tell what is the Lord's voice and what isn't the Lord's voice is by having a, a background, a history in Scripture. Um, so one, I mean, that, and that makes it one of the prerequisites for being able to hear the Lord's voice is actually knowing the Bible. What does the Bible say? What has the Lord already said? What has the Lord already promised that he won't say, that he won't do in Scripture? If we don't know that, then it's going to be very difficult for us to parse out what is the Lord and what isn't the Lord when we're listening to him speak. Now, he is a good God, and, and, and if you're new in the faith and you're asking him to speak to you, don't, don't let that bother you because... Uh, the Lord is good, and, and we all are imperfect in our understanding, in our knowledge of Scripture. So the Lord doesn't only use people who have a perfect understanding of Scripture. The Lord uses people who have a growing understanding of Scripture. And so I would say that's number one prerequisite is that you set your heart to gaining understanding of the Scripture. Because those are the things that God has already said. It's... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense on God's part for him to want to speak to us in a, uh, a supernatural, contemporary, prophetic way if we're not committed to first listening and obeying what he's already said. And so gaining an understanding of Scripture is paramount. And like I said, you don't have to have a perfect understanding of Scripture. You have to have a growing understanding of Scripture because that's all any human being can have. None of us. I haven't met a person, and there hasn't been a person who's walked the earth yet who has a complete understanding of Scripture with every one of their doctrines and theological positions correct. When we stand before the Lord, I guarantee the people that believe in this life that their theology is 100% correct. When they stand before the Lord, he's going to have a little grin on his face, and I, I bet he'll start going through a, a few of those things before he tussles their hair and tells them to come on into eternity. So... And I'm not saying that we can't be sure about certain things in our faith. We definitely can. But we we should know that of all the things that we can mine out of Scripture, we're going to misinterpret some of the things. We're going to get some of them wrong. We'll, you know, and, and then we're going to be just plain ignorant of some things because we haven't read them or we haven't read them enough. So what I'm saying is that your target shouldn't be a full understanding of Scripture before you start asking the Lord to speak to you. Your target should be having a growing understanding of Scripture, being committed to knowing the Word and filling your heart with the Word of God. 
If you're committed to that, then you're going to be in a very safe place when it's time to start hearing the voice of the Lord when you ask him. Um, so, so that's the primary way that we learn when the Lord is not speaking to us is when it goes contrary to something that Scripture has said. And there's a very interesting story about this in Scripture in 1 Kings chapter 13. I'm not going to read it to you because it's kind of a long story, but I encourage you, read 1 Kings chapter 13. It's a very interesting story about a prophet, an unnamed prophet, from the nation of Judah. And this is just after Judah and Israel split. And if you're not familiar with that, do, do a little research on that. But God split apart the nation of Judah from Israel. It became two nations uh, under King David and Solomon. It was one nation, Israel, and then it was split apart. And during that first kingship, a man named Jeroboam was king of the northern kingdom of Israel. And God sent a prophet to, from Judah to this wicked king in Israel. And he prophesied over the king in Israel, Jeroboam, and what he prophesied to him came true exactly as he said it, right when he said it. It was one of the most amazing prophetic stories in all of the Bible in in how quickly everything that the prophet said came to pass right before everyone's eyes. And so that prophet then has finished his message to Jeroboam and he decides to, to leave and he's following the instruction of the Lord. We later find out that the Lord told him, don't eat any food, don't drink any water. He, he, the Lord told him to be on a complete fast. He could take nothing into his body other than air. And he told him to go and prophesy this to the king of Israel and then go back a different way. So on his way back, he's going back a different way. He's being very obedient. And then another prophet who lives in Israel hears about this man. So he goes out and he finds him on his way back home. And he says, hey, are you that prophet? And he says, yes, I am. He says, come and eat with me. And then the, the, the unnamed prophet from Judah says, well, this is what the Lord told me. I'm not allowed to eat or drink or go back the same way. And then this prophet from Israel lies to the man and says, well, I'm a prophet too. And the Lord told me that you're to come and eat with me. And so the man who had just prophesied before the king, the, the prophet from Judah, goes in and eats with this man. And while he's eating, the prophetic word of the Lord actually comes to the other prophet who just lied. And the other prophet has to bring the bad news to the first prophet and say, you really shouldn't have listened to me. I lied to you. And now the Lord says he's going to kill you. <laughs> and so that prophet gets up from the dinner table. When he walks out, he's killed by a bear, I, I believe. Uh, uh, I don't have it in front of me. But uh, he, he's, he's immediately killed as soon as he leaves the second prophet's house. And that can sound like a very uh, strange, very difficult story that if we don't understand it correctly, it could kind of bind us in, in fear of wanting to step out and, and prophesy and hear the Lord's voice. But what this was, and, and I like this um, way of thinking about it, is uh, this, the, I, I heard this first from uh, one of my favorite pastors named Jack Deere, and he said that the clarity of the word you get from God will dictate the level of obedience you have to walk it out in. And so this prophet heard very clearly from the Lord. He saw one of the most dramatic, prophetic, and supernatural fulfillments of a prophecy in the moment uh, that I think there's nothing that there's very few things in scripture that rival what happened in first Kings 13. Please read it. And so this man heard very clearly, saw very clearly. And when he heard the lying 
voice of another prophet, he believed him instead of believing the word that the Lord had given him very clearly. And so we can we can make a parallel between Scripture. Scripture is the most clear thing that the Lord has given us as revelation. So whenever we hear something from the Lord, or we think that we've heard something from the Lord and it goes against Scripture, we should immediately toss out what we think we're hearing when it goes against Scripture. This man in 1 Kings 13, when he heard this man, and it was, it was different from what he already knew deep down inside his heart was the Lord, he should have thrown it out and kept walking, but he didn't. And the Lord, the Lord wanted to make a point that that He requires uh, strict obedience when He gives such clear words. Now that's very rare. That's very rare. There's only, in my mind, two occasions when the Lord exacts such uh, very quick judgment and justice over someone who's disobeyed Him in Scripture. I can think of only two times, and that's with this man, this prophet in First Kings 13. And in the case of Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts, when they fall dead for lying to the Holy Spirit, the Lord speaks prophetically to the apostle Peter, shows them that Ananias and Sapphira have both lied about selling property and giving the money to the church. Those are the only two cases I can think of the Lord killing people on the spot. So this is very rare. This is not the norm. So don't let let that kind of uh, thought process keep you from asking the Lord to speak to you because the level of clarity and, and, and how quickly the Lord moved on these people is, is not the norm. And with that said, if, if the Lord gives you a very clear word, uh, you know, an angelic visitation, a, a heavenly experience, and, and if you think these things sound strange, uh, I'm sorry, but they're, they're real. They actually happen. They don't happen very often right now, but they do happen. And, and if the Lord gives you uh, an experience like that and gives you a very clear directive, then I would definitely obey that. I would do what the Lord has told you to do. Um, but we can also look at, at different prophets in, in Scripture who directly disobeyed God when, they, when he gave them a very clear word, like Jonah, for example. He directly disobeyed God, and the Lord was gracious to him. The Lord allowed him to be swallowed by the fish and spit him up on the land, and he still got to carry out the prophetic word. So the Lord was very gracious with Jonah for some reason, whereas this unnamed prophet in in second First Kings chapter 13, the Lord was, was not as gracious with him. So uh, most of the time the Lord uh, gives more grace than in these this situation in, in 1 Kings chapter 13. In fact, it, it's, it's a unique story in all of Scripture in in how quickly the Lord acts and how little grace the Lord shows. So for us, we need to, to walk into things with an understanding that the Lord is going to have grace on us, but, but we also need to walk in with an understanding that if anything we hear from the Lord is contrary to Scripture, we need to throw it away. Um, or if anything that we hear that we think is from the Lord is contrary to something that we already have high confidence that the Lord has established in our lives then we need to throw it away as well. And and so when things are contrary to Scripture, that's very easy because we can go, and, and Scripture is a very subjective text, we can go and we can read it and we can find out if what we've heard from the Lord is um, is contrary to anything that's written in Scripture. Now, most of the time what we hear from the Lord isn't necessarily contrary or or found in Scripture. It's, it's, it's neither. But if if what we hear, what we feel like we hear from the Lord isn't contrary to, to something explicitly in Scripture or to a precept that's in Scripture, a concept, things like that, then 
then it's okay to to go ahead and, and, and pray that through. But if, if the Lord speaks something to you that you know is, is explicitly against Scripture, don't even pray about it. Just throw it away. Just throw it away if, if you know it's against Scripture. The second thing I'm talking about is when the Lord has already firmly established something in our hearts. Maybe the Lord has spoken to you several times and given you prophetic confirmation about something, and then someone comes along like this second prophet and tells you, hey, come and do the opposite of what the Lord has already established in your heart. Maybe it's an assignment that the Lord has given you. Maybe it's a place you need to live. Whatever it is, sometimes the enemy breaks in and sometimes the Lord actually allows uh, tests to come our way to see if we'll actually trust what he told us in the first place. I had an example of this happen when I was much younger. This was several years ago, many years ago, and the the Lord had spoken. My wife and I were running a prayer ministry in a little town, and it was a very small prayer ministry, and and uh, very small from the outside, very small from the inside, but the Lord was really moving in our hearts and moving in several people's hearts and doing amazing things. It was, it was the most amazing prophetic time, or one of the most amazing prophetic times in our lives. There were people uh, just all the time, it seemed like the Lord was pouring out grace, and he was speaking so clearly and giving us direction. And it was just a really wonderful time. We were really soaking in just the favor of the Lord and really loving it. It was the, the small prayer ministry was growing, and I really thought that the Lord was going to do some big things through it. And right when I felt like we were close to that inflection point, when things might just start to really take off, the Lord began to speak to me and he told me to lay it all down. Just lay it all down. Don't offer anyone any apologies. Just stop. And I really wrestled with that. I struggled with that. I said, no, Lord, this is, this is ridiculous. This is, I'm not going to do that. That would be just irresponsible. And I, I really wrestled with the Lord and fought with the Lord on that because I was sure that I wasn't hearing from the Lord. But then the strangest thing happened. People, just random people who didn't know I was having this inner struggle with the Lord, kept coming up to me and telling me, you know, I think the Lord is, is sending you into a, a secluded season, a desert season. They use different language, but every single one of these people would come up to me and tell me they thought that the Lord was going to be hiding me away for a season and that I needed to just accept it. And that was virtually the exact same thing that the Lord had been telling me is to lay this down and just go away with him. And the Lord actually told me that nine different times, once through me and eight different times through other people. I wrote it down because it was just the most remarkable thing. And, the la- and I fought it through eight different people. I kept fighting it, saying, no, this can't be the Lord. Until the last person, my wife and I were, were seeking prophetic ministry at a, a ministry called the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. And we went into this what they have uh, called prophecy rooms where, where if you're open to it, you go in there and, and people will volunteer to pray over you and, and prophesy if the Lord speaks to them. And we volunteered to do that and we went into this room with a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old girl, two girls, and they began to prophesy over us. And I believe it was the nine-year-old girl looked at me and, and told me that the Lord was going to be sending me away into this dry desert season. And when I heard that, I thought, oh my gosh, this has to be the Lord. This little girl, there's no way this little girl could know that. And I said, this has to be the Lord. And so I submitted to that right then. And so many, cha- so many things changed in an instant when I submitted to that word from the Lord. Things 
all of the opportunities. It was, it was like the favor of the Lord left in an instant. There was just tremendous favor before that. It was like everything we did worked. Everything we did turned to gold. And then as soon as I submitted to what I knew was the word of the Lord, the favor left. And I knew that it wasn't that the Lord was angry. I knew that the, it, was, it was the divine appointed season that we were going through. But what's interesting, and my point in telling you that, is that a week and a half or two weeks later, we were at a church service at the church we were going to in this uh, traveling minister came through who had a, a very strong prophetic gifting came through and he was uh, praying over people at the end and he actually began to prophesy and he, he called me out. I believe I was the only person he called out that day. He called me out and he said, young man, I see that the Lord has appointed for you to begin speaking and to be out in the public eye, speaking a lot publicly around the country immediately. And as soon as I heard that, my heart just sank because I knew it wasn't true. And I, I wrestled with, was he hearing the Lord? Was he hearing the enemy? Who was he hearing? But he wasn't, he wasn't hearing the word of the Lord for me. And I knew that. And my heart sank because my goodness, I so wanted that. I so would have liked that because let me tell you, being, being hidden away when you feel like you have something to offer is a, is definitely a burden to bear. But I knew it wasn't the word of the Lord. And I, I later came to, to realize that I, I truly believe that the Lord told him to tell me that. And the Lord was offering me an out. But that he had already told me what he absolutely wanted me to do. And I had already submitted to it. And so I knew that, that I had to, to reject that word. Even though I, I believe that that man accurately hears from the Lord. I think that that was actually the Lord offering me an opportunity to get out of, of what he was offering instead. So sometimes things come up when we know, we know it's not the Lord. And sometimes those things can come in the form of, of, of tests like that. And, and, and that gets a little tricky theologically. Is the Lord testing you or is it the enemy or, you know, however that works, Either the Lord's giving okay or, or however it is. We know that the Lord doesn't tempt us, but he does test us sometimes. And, and how you work that out in your own mind can, can take a little time. But, uh, but for me, I know that the Lord is responsible for tests sometimes. And those tests aren't to try and trip us up. Those tests are for our good. And so in, in that case, I knew that the Lord was offering me this opportunity to say no to what he offered originally. And I knew it wasn't the Lord. I was absolutely sure it wasn't the Lord. But at the same time, I was absolutely sure I was very ready to, to take the Lord up on that offer. But I was so sure that it wasn't the Lord. I had, to, I had to reject it. I had to walk away from it. And this is the kind of man that if I had gone to him and said, hey, I'm ready. He was the kind of man with a platform that, that I know he would have taken me around the country. So that was difficult, but, but it wasn't that difficult because I knew that it wasn't the Lord. So those are the, the, the two main ways that you can know that you're not hearing from the Lord. And that can actually give you a lot of freedom. Because when you know that something that you're hearing isn't the Lord, then you know how to kind of begin to categorize those things. You know how they feel when they hit your spirit. And this isn't a, a you know, you can't trust this 100% of the time. 
the Lord comes to us in different ways at different times, but sometimes when the when the Lord or, or when something hits your spirit like it has in the past and you knew it wasn't the Lord, then it gives you a lot of confidence to know just to throw it away and move on, continue walking in grace and, and not knowing or knowing that you haven't heard from the Lord, knowing that something you've heard isn't the Lord can be just as liberating as when you do hear something and you know it's from the Lord. Because being able to know the difference and being able to move quickly without having to spend weeks and or days and weeks and months and even years sometimes, you know, praying and wondering and being confused about whether or not this word was from the Lord or not, it, it's really a, a grace when you can very quickly move on from something. And so take some time and think about, you know, how you can... In your own personal walk with God, if you're asking the Lord to speak to you, in your own personal walk from God, how can you increase your your certainty that you're hearing from the Lord and that you're not hearing from the Lord? I encourage you, make the Bible, make Scripture your bedrock. Make a commitment to study it, to read the entire thing several times through. I encourage you, if you're just starting out in the Word, uh, Find a Bible reading plan, the Bible in 90 days, the Bible in a year, the Bible in two years, but start to fill your mind with it. I think it's important that we have a a good uh, basis of the entire Bible. Don't just pick and choose little pieces here and there, but be be consistent. Uh, Have a plan in place and follow through with it and read the entire Bible. Get the word in you. That's the only way you're going to have the foundation you need. And again, don't don't think that you have to wait until you have that foundation to begin hearing from the Lord. Do it all in process. Ask the Lord to speak to you while you have a commitment to studying his word and, and knowing his word more. And if you do that, you're going to know when the Lord hasn't spoken to you. And that's going to give you tremendous freedom. Thanks for listening to the Darren Hibbs podcast today. You be blessed.